And welcome to episode 41 of Flourish Heavy. You already know what the fuck going on. Flourish Heavy is brought to you by Lifehouse Tonic and Elixirs with two locations, one in Westfield Century City Mall and one on Sunset Boulevard. Uh, check out lifehousetonics.com. And their products are great, man. You know, y'all know I just lost about 90 pounds. And it wasn't strictly from Lifehouse, but a lot of it came from Lifehouse. So uh, we love Lifehouse and we love their support. So check them out. You understand that? And this is a good episode. We got Grant Carter on the episode. Uh, We talk about all the heavy sets coming up, uh, family style, uh, Grant's upbringing, love for comedy, uh, his five favorite restaurants in L.A., his five favorite uh, comedy clubs in the country, and uh, a couple other fun things, uh, including talking about Bill Burr's new special, which I haven't done yet. So welcome, Grant Carter. What up? Wow. What up, dude? Shout out to Lifehouse Tonics for <laughs> helping you lose a fifth grader off your body. God literally, damn. Literally, bro. And I've never flourished harder. I've uh, never been more yeah, sought after. You look amazing, dog. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's amazing how vain this town is, right? Yeah. You guys the same dude. I was just a little heavier, but they're like, we like this svelte heavy. Yes, exactly. The healthy heavy. Yeah. Uh, you know, thriving. Thriving, as some would say. Uh, you got to take one V out of your name now. I know. Everyone's telling me I got to switch my name entirely. Uh, but no, I'm still heavy. I'm still eating like a fat fuck. And I'm still fat-minded. I still have the mind of a fat man. So, uh, it's good. Never change who you are. Exactly. Got to stay staying, the same. Staying true to myself. Still eating you know, I have the candy everywhere. Uh, and people always ask me. It's funny. I was actually talking about this on stage last night at Kibitz, which is a great show for anybody who doesn't know. It's been going on for probably, what, five, six years yeah, a long time. On on Fairfax, uh, people always ask me, what's your secret? And I'm like, there's, there's no, I didn't blow some doctor and then he gave me a pill, you know, some special pill to take, you know. I fucking did planks and pull-ups and stopped eating pastrami sandwiches at 2 in the morning every night, you know, like. It just sheds off you. It sheds when you take care of yourself. I lost 40 pounds quitting drinking. That a boy. Because when you get drunk and then you're just fucking wasted and then it's late at night, what do you want? You want some fast food. You want some so fast food. So you're drinking food. some sugary-ass whiskey all fucking night and then yep. washing it down with, like, three double hamburgers from McDonald's. Or Wendy's. Yeah. I'm not a Wendy's dude. Oh, wow. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. First first off, off top, I just want to say quickly, uh, a couple heavy sets coming up. Um, September 23rd, which is this coming Monday at the Comedy Store, 8 p.m., then September 27th, we're in New York at New York Comedy Club. That's at 1015 at the East location. And then I'm actually going to be in New York until October 7th, which is when we're doing that event for uh, – it's a stand-up for No Kid Hungry, which we're raising uh, money and awareness for, for them. So I'm really excited about those three dates. If you're in L.A. on the 23rd or New York on the 27th or New York on October 7th, holla at your motherfucking boy. Hit me up on Instagram. Um, Grant, I've – actually like really wanted to you know the podcast as you can hear already sounds way fucking better i'll just say that off top my boy tom kahari shout out my boy tom kahari he's the one who made the little beat at the beginning of the intro of the of the episode uh he helped me make it sound how it does now so uh enjoy it moving forward and grant's a really funny comedian uh and actually lives on my street so, you know, I'm trying to get more guests on the podcast. This is easy. I could record this one at home, which is cool. 
so thank you, bro, for coming on. I still time. drove here. Yeah, exactly. You still you took an Uber. <laughs> I right? took an Uber. Yeah, you took an Uber. Seven houses up. Well, I wouldn't be so, well. Let's talk about this because you came in and you were talking about my skateboards, and I've seen on your Instagram you're back skating, and I can. Is that the scar right oh, there? Oh yeah. So what happened? Uh, you've got a ma- he's got a massive scar on his knee. Yeah, dude, my knee got ungloved. Damn. I got fucked up. You know, I spent my like whole childhood and young adulthood skating. And then when I started doing stand-up and I didn't have insurance, and I was like was always scared of getting hurt and didn't want to go on stage with like a cast. Like people thought I fell out of a tree or something. <laughs> like I was some little kid, so I like laid back on the skating a bit. But then I was performing on a cruise ship. Oh wow. I was doing the Vans Warp Tour cruise. And we had one day off in Cozumel, Mexico, and I brought another comic with me, Amir K. Okay. And so we're like, you know, exploring Cozumel, and we see this shady little Mexican dude with like a piece of paper <laughs> with a picture of a scooter on it. He's like, $20 all day, go, go. So Amir's like, let's rent scooters, let's rent scooters, let's go. I'm like, I don't want to fucking rent a scooter, dude. I want to just like go pay $20 and drink all day at this beach. Okay, okay. He's like, let's rent the scooters, rent the scooters. So we rent the scooters. They're like, shady as fuck oh like god broke ass secondhand oh scooters mine didn't have any brakes oh god flash forward we're you know like 10 miles away from the town i can't stop i have to put oh my feet down no. i have to, like eat shit on the scooter my kneecap comes off oh oh, oh. it was just like we're in the middle of nowhere no service to call for help oh my god like cars are driving by like laughing at us oh my because they see god. this all the time and uh oh, i had a girl boy. on the back of my scooter <gasps> and like oh, there's a girl yeah a girl and so I was like, like, fuck, I was just worried about her. Was know? she okay? She, she was like bleeding everywhere, you know, like oh scraped God. road rash on the ground. And so oh. I stood up and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, are you okay? And everyone's like, fuck her. Look at you. And I looked down at my knee and you could just see like the bone, uh, uh, like uh, my patella. And it was uh, like uh, 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 so gnarly, uh, uh, but no blood. Oh. It, it was just like a clean, like, whoosh. Oof. and, uh. So then as soon as I saw it, I went into shock. I started freaking out, like sweating real bad. But I was so calm and mellow, and there was no pain. Damn. So flash forward, cruise ship leaves without me. Amir gets back on the cruise. I'm in Mexico for five days by myself. At a hospital. At a hospital. Oh. And uh, it was just a jam up. So then I got back to the States, and uh, I didn't walk for two months. So I was just like laid up in bed and popping pain pills and getting fucked up. Well, that's the other thing. I'm in the airport, and uh, this woman feels bad for me. I'm in a wheelchair. You know, they have wheel me everywhere. And she's like, what happened to you? I tell her the story. She's like, did they give you pain pills? I'm like, yeah. She's like, what kind did they give you? And I was like, tramadol. She's like, I love tramadol. I bought a <laughs> bunch. I'm bringing it back with me. They don't even check your bags. Wow. And I was like, really? And she's like, you know you can buy it at the gift shop here. So <laughs> I just fucking wheeled my ass over to the gift shop. And then it's like, you know, Sudafed, Tylenol, Advil, Vicodin, Tramadol. Jesus So I Christ. bought 250 more pills, and the doctor only subscribed me, like, 50. Oh, wow. So I bought 250 more, put them in my bag, fucking came back here, and was laid up for two months just popping those pills. And Damn. And See, I- like, this is a... As a Canadian, it's like, it's kind of crazy because we're not into pills as much as Americans and that story is wild because the videos that you're posting of you skateboarding are fucking good, man. You're up there shredding. Thanks, like it's, That's what I'm saying. So I'm good for you, you know? Well, it was scary, you know, because that was the first thing. Like, I hadn't really skated in a couple of years. Like, you know, I'll put around, go to the store and back and ship, but never, like, hard. And uh, the first thing I asked the doctor, because I had to come back and go to an orthopedic surgeon over here and get the shit they fucked up in Mexico fixed again. Proper. And uh, he was like, I don't think you'll ever skate. Like, I don't think you'll be able to run correctly or like walk correctly and i was just like really fucked up and 
and then uh, you know I had crutches, so I didn't walk for two months, and then I had crutches for good, a month, and then I had for a cane you, for you another rehabilitated. month. Yeah, and then so that's when I stopped drinking. As soon as like I started walking again, I was like, these pills are bad news. Because I was just drinking, popping the pills, laying in bed, just watching forensic files for months. Oh, my God. So this is kind of, it was almost like a blessing in disguise in the sense. It was. Of, yeah. I look at it that way. Cool. That's so, really interesting, man. And then so, you know. And for I, anybody listening too, like, you know. Anything's it, possible. Anything's possible. Work hard. Yeah, no, honestly. You know? And I used to watch a lot of forensic files too, which is so, which is, which is a very morbid show. Dude, but it's it's so soothing. Like that dude's voice, Peter <laughs> Thomas, like his narration, like fuck, like I fucked a forensic files. You know what I mean? Like Hell. put that on in the background. Woo. Okay, killing that pussy. Yeah, um, <laughs> murdering the pussy. Uh, Leaving my DNA everywhere. Yeah, no, but, but what's funny about forensic files? It's like cops in the sense that like HLN is basically just a forensic files network. Oh yeah, it's just on at all times. When I'm on the road, first thing I do is I get in the hotel room is I put on HLN, HLN because it's always forensic files. Yeah, it's true. It's very, very true. Um, so I don't actually know um, uh, that much about your upbringing in the sense that I don't know. Where are you a California boy? California, dude. I yeah. grew up in San Diego till I was 15. And then I was like a troubled youth. My mom couldn't handle me. Sent me to Catalina Island to live with my dad. Oh, wow. Which is like a small island, like 26 miles off the coast of Long Beach. A lot yeah. of people know it from stepbrothers the catalina wine the catalina mixer, wine mixer which wasn't even a real thing <laughs> like and then people just knew catalina from it and then started coming and they started going and then they made a catalina wine mixer like three years after stepbrothers had come out wow and so now it's like their biggest one of their biggest attractions it's funny because i was just watching on somebody's story uh and they were going to catalina for i think oh, it was yeah. Actually andy, andy ferry yeah, yeah 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 and uh the the kid trevor the, wallace yeah, yeah 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 uh so when did you move? Well, okay, it looks beautiful. I'll say that. It is. It's beautiful. It's a little tourist town. To live there is boring as fuck. You mm -hmm. know, like once you get past the facade of like the first really nice front street, it's like it's not hood, but it's not like. There's just, just an island. Yeah, it's just like an island. And, you know, my school was kindergarten to 12th grade, 600 kids. And it's either you're in honors or English as a second language. Like there was okay. no in between. There's a lot of like immigrant people that live there. And, yep. And, uh,. It was just like a wild time. Got what, in a lot what, of trouble. What, what, what's the food like there? Oh, now we're getting to the hard-hit <laughs> questions. <laughs> the food back in the day was like, I loved it, you know, because we just had our little hot dog stands and yeah. hamburger places and the pizza joint that I yeah. worked at. And, uh, you know, I loved it. It was like, because well, when you're a kid, all you want to eat is bullshit. Yeah. So that's all there was. We did have one fast food restaurant. It was a KFC Taco Bell combo. Oh, wow. And it, was so, it wasn't even a real restaurant. It was like a window. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like and, a walk uh, up. I, I a personally up. I personally don't like KFC. No, I will not eat at KFC because that's all I had as a kid. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it wasn't good. Have but you I, had Popeyes? Um, I went to the Popeyes in Hollywood once on Hollywood Boulevard. And oh, okay. it was just so hood. Like homeless people peeing in lemonade yeah, cups and shit. Yeah, it's disgusting, that location. That location is But bad. I do want to fuck with the chicken sandwich. Yes. Just to see what's up with so it. So do I. So do I. But, you know, when it comes to L.A., if I'm fucking with hot chicken, I'm going to Dave's. Wow. I'm going have to. Have you been to Howlin' Rays? I've been to Howlin' Rays. Okay. Waited in line for two and a half hours. Oh, God. Uh, it's the only thing I don't like about it. Yeah, but you know what? If you wait two and a half hours for anything, of course it's, it's going to be, be worth great, it. Yeah, you know. But like, I would say that Dave's is like just as good. Equally, if you put them both in front of me, I wouldn't be able to tell. The only thing I don't like about Dave's is that they serve. I wish they served it almost like more on a more uh, rectangular bun because it's basically a chicken finger. Yeah, you know, it's basically a chicken finger on a hamburger bun. Yeah. So, but it is fire. 
But you can fucking do the Double life up. hack. You get the combo, right? The slider and strip and just put the extra strip. Yes, on, on the it, sandwich. You know? Okay. No, that's not that's actually a veteran move. Yeah, um, dog. So, you know, you're obviously a stand up comedian. You're very funny. I've seen you. And it's funny because when you move to Los Angeles, especially as somebody who's not from California, you're always you know, you see people out and about on the internet. Sometimes you do shows with them. Sometimes, but you know, it's I I I, I love comedy because it's like I was like, "Yo, do you want to come on my podcast?" And you were like, "Fuck yeah," you know. And it's just like there's a an understanding amongst comics that we're all we're all in it, you know, in the same game, you know. And I feel like I'm, I don't know about if you feel this. I haven't felt shunned at all. I felt like pretty embraced by the LA comedy community but it is kind of like you really got to weave your way through it well you know? it's clicky it's very you know clicky. I mean? it's very clicky it's like you know comedy is, is almost like high school and you have your class of people you know the people you came up with and then everybody kind of starts like getting shit at the same time and you're all you know and then it's like a new class of people and then you're like who the fuck are all these these new comics mm-hmm. and it's you know, it, it is very clicky or like, oh, these people only do these kind of rooms and these people are in the clubs yeah. and these people are like, can't get anywhere. Yeah. So it's, it is difficult to navigate. It's interesting. And, you know, I'm 10 years in and how, how many years have you been doing it? Almost 12. Wow. So yeah. you started in 2007. Oh, eight. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. 2008. 2008. Um, in, in Los Angeles. I started in Orange County. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, because I was going to college there. Okay. And I just started. I went to this open mic. Well, actually, I went to a comedy show here in L.A., this place called the M Bar. Now it's like some Peruvian restaurant, but it was for some dude's birthday. Okay. And I was 20, and they served us alcohol. And we were like, dude, <laughs> oh. this is amazing. I'm like, fucking <laughs> I'm LA in is L.A., sick, yeah. dude. Like, I'd never been served in a restaurant before, you know? And they were like, let me order Newcastles. Oh, like, because Ca- Catalina is such a small community. Yeah. and even Tiny a, community. And even over when I lived in Orange County, it was like, do you have a fake ID? I was like, no. Yeah, and I looked young as shit, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we go to this comedy show, and uh, there is this one comic on stage, and he was getting heckled real bad. And uh, he told the person in the crowd who was heckling him, like, you think comedy's easy? Like, come on up here. You give it a try. And he stepped away from the mic and was like, come up here. My friends were like, Grant, go do it. Go do it. Was it but it wasn't you heckling, though? No, it wasn't me. No, no, heckling. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't do it, but I was, like, drunk, and I called my girlfriend, and I was like, I just did stand-up. I was funny. Like, I lied to her about it, mm-hmm. so I knew I had to do stand-up again <laughs> to make up for the lie. Mm-hmm. So then that's when I signed up for the open mic the next week. Cool. And I did it and came over. Fuck yeah. Yeah, it's something that um, you fall in love with. I've had... I won't lie. Like, there's been certain moments in time when, uh, like... I haven't been as focused as I should be on uh, booking spots and being active and being on the road, you know, and that's made me go a little crazy in Los Angeles, I won't lie, but uh, with getting heavy sets once a month in New York and creating that opportunity for myself, it gives me more opportunity to, you know, go to Canada and do Toronto or Philly or just places that I'm like a little... You have to create your own opportunities because you can't wait for anybody to give it to you. Exactly. Because if you wait for somebody to give you something, you're just sitting there with your thumb up your ass, like hoping and dreaming and then getting bitter. You see like, how did this person get this? Exactly. How did this person do this? Exactly. And it's so much more productive to like do it yourself, stay focused on your own shit. When you create your own opportunities, then other people come at you with opportunities. Exactly. 
and it's just like you have to do it yourself yeah you got to work hard and uh i think comedies people people like when people ask me like what's like how do you do how, last night some girl was like how do you get prepared and i was eating fries and gravy and i was like by eating these fries and gravy like you know i've been doing this for 10 years like you know yeah, i get prepared by just like thinking of shit all day and experiencing things yes and, and then and yeah exactly so uh what you, so it was 08 that you moved to the oc for college no, no, no. So I moved to Orange County f in 2006 okay. for college, and then I f just fucked around community college, you mm -hmm. know, and then... Uh, Did you graduate? No. I didn't either. No. Yeah. I didn't take any classes that would lead me to graduate. I just took art classes, cool. painting, drawings. That's sculpting. awesome. You just got an experience. Got just an experience just, you know, to like get my parents off my back, I guess, and, mm -hmm. you know, I failed regular math in community college, so like... <laughs> I, I was horrible at math, too. I have no transferable credits. You know, like, all my classes I took were electives. Yeah, I, I, so my college career is a joke. Yeah, like, it was just whatever, you know? And then, uh, then I started doing stand-up, and then I did stand-up down there for about five years, and I've lived up here in L.A. for almost seven now. Cool. Yeah. And obviously, L.A. is better than the O.C. It is. What's well, more, it's more happening. Well, of course, this is where you got to be, you know, because mm -hmm. it got to a point when I was living down there and, you know, it's only like a 45 minute hour drive. But like I was just driving up here like four times a week and then you, you have to make the jump. Mm -hmm. You know, if you really want to make it, you got to be like in the thick of it, you know. It's interesting because in Canada, the equivalent of making the jump like to L.A. or New York is making the jump to Toronto. Like if a comedian's from the east side of the country, which is like P.I. or which is like. You know, ain't no motherfuckers popping off in Nova Scotia. That's what I'm dog. saying. Well, no, they are. They're funny. They're funny. And yeah, they're funny, but you got to go to where the shit's happening. Well, what's fucked up to think about is this. It's like in order to get American re recognition takes a fucking lot. And I remember, you know, I still honestly like I know I'm funny. And I, I, and I do well here and there, you know, I'm, I'm trying to stay humble here. And like, but I really think like I have like a lot of work to do and like, there's a lot to learn and uh, there's a, a lot of room for me to get better. Well, because you come from like, you know, Canada where, you know, if you're, you're doing it in Canada and then you go to the big city and then you're there, like you hit a ceiling, literally, you know, you have to come here and then you go from being a big fish in a small pond to like, you know, a medium fish in a huge pond. Like, I always feel bad for Canadian comics because, like, they're so funny and they're killing it. And they have, like, five one-hour specials in Canada. And then they come here and then, like, <laughs> shitty comics are, like, shining. I'm like, I don't know you. Like, not putting them on and well, stuff. Well, it's a very Starfucker mentality in Los it Angeles. Is. It you is. Know? And, and you could say, like, well, I'm on CBC Radio <laughs> and I, do, I have my hour special I've done just for laughs. And they're just like, yeah, but what? have you done here yeah it doesn't mean you anything. know what it's are a, you doing in and, LA? and it's the same way like when you move to the united states like they don't recognize your canadian credit like you start over oh yeah like you're in the u.s now like merhej is one of my best friends so funny he fucking is beast like i always tried to like <laughs> slide him in anywhere i could mm -hmm. and he was just like like getting kind of down on himself out here and and then as soon as he like moved to new york it's like that's when shit started like popping off for popping him. for him i think because it's probably easier to get around you know more he, he's, he's just he's got you know? that new york energy too yeah. you know he's uh one of my favorite he's a really funny canadian comic who uh he's arab and he's bald and he's got a beard and he's on rammy now and he just had a netflix like 
30-minute thing, and he's picking up his momentum. And he's been in the game, you know, at least for probably 15 years. Yeah, he's been um, putting in the work. Yeah, and uh, it's just interesting because when I came here, I literally went through all of it. I went through, like, I, I had momentum when I first mo- like moved here when I sold my first show, didn't go to air. I was kind of like, what the fuck is going on? Well, because you're, like, the shiny new toy maybe exactly. you know what i mean they go like oh this guy's here someone told me it's like you never tell him you moved to the town just say like you're in town for a while yeah and then you still get the spots and shit yes well it's funny because going to new york once a month and toronto once a month and even creating like i went to we brought uh, heavy sets to san diego and like just testing other markets like it just creates more work for you you just gotta stay on the move as a comedian you gotta stay on the fucking move until you can decide where you want to go and when you want to go. Until you know, you that's just the goal. No. Yeah, yeah. You know? Until you can start saying no. Exactly. You just gotta gotta do it and stay busy and you know, that's the right move. Take heavy sets everywhere, get your name out there, you get great stage time, you know, you that too. You work hard, you make sure there's butts and seats and Well, I'm just trying to get it to a point where it's like our deck is fully done. We've got like media partners on board, like they're throwing money at it. It's getting into festivals. You know, like that's just really my like vision for it, you know, is uh, is so that's what I'm working towards. And we're almost there, dude. We're almost there. So um, you're going to come do a heavy sets, I hope. I'd love to. Yeah. OK, cool. Um, I'm down to get heavy, dog. Let's get heavy, bro. Even though we, we both lost weight. Uh, <laughs> but still, we said heavy and a look. It's a lifestyle one time. Um, so talking about comedy. uh and and the love for it uh you know i love food i do i love food uh there was this thing that i'm you would have loved actually too it was this it's called family style okay what's that so it was basically put on by the hundreds it was a food and uh streetwear festival whereby like they took a bunch of food vendors and partnered them with brands don't worry, first of all, there's construction going on below us right now, but y'all won't be able to hear it because we fixed the motherfucking sound situation. Uh, but Family Styles, it was really dope. They basically took designers and partnered them with the vendors, and then they released... Uh, the Supreme Louis Vuitton chicken Supreme, sandwich. Exactly, literally. <laughs> and like and with a piece of merch to go with whatever they were serving. Uh, but it was fun. Like I, I'm like, I don't... It was like Coachella for me. Like, I've never done MDMA. I've never done Molly. But at this food festival, walking around, sweating, eating chicken sandwiches and pizza, I was like, I felt like I was on Molly. Uh, and it was just like a lot of fun. My buddy who I've, we were just on the phone with, Jordan Oaken, who was on the last episode, which apparently sounds like we're underwater, uh, <laughs> was saying uh, that he had a great time too. And they did this competition where they like a bunch of the restaurants took, like, you know, up-and-coming uh, chefs at their restaurant, they all cook their own dish, and the winner of that competition won $10,000. Yeah, and it was actually an El Salvadorian chef, a female chef from John and Vinny's, who I've always seen at the restaurant and always seen everybody show so much love to, and she was crying when she won. It was just like, it was just it was a lot of fun. You know, it was the first annual. I don't know if any of y'all who are listening were at it uh, or saw the, the videos from it, but it was a lot of fun, and I just wanted to, to talk about it real quick. Sorry. And it's, you know, streetwear, Fairfax, so up your alley. Yeah. Next year, you'll come with me. I'll, I'm down. Okay, fuck yeah. I actually ran into, um, you know who Mike Glazer is? He's like this Jewish Glazed. guy. Glazed. Oh, yeah, Glazed, yeah. yeah. I ran into him. He was 
he was going to it. I ran into Ali Makovsky, who was there, who I okay, love. Okay, that's her vibe. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, she was fucking wearing a Jumanji hat, like, you know, safari hat, like, full, you know. Fairfax is fucking wild, dude. It's wild, bro. It's the like culture's you go down great. down there on the weekends, it's like, it's crazy that Melrose and Fairfax are so close to each other, but such different vibes. So crazy. Like, like when you go down. Yeah, so, like. The Melrose vibe is like tourists kind of come up and like every store on Melrose is the fucking same. It's like you could buy like a WWE retro jersey and some old fucking Jordans. Vans. And then also like 90 G-Star raw stores with like old like Middle Eastern guys trying to sell you some rhinestone <laughs> fucking jeans. It's, it's kind of random. Yeah. Like. It's like not as cool as like it maybe once was. Well, there's certain pockets of it that are. Yeah, like one block is tight. and then the Like next Melrose block Place is, is cool. Melrose Place is cool and like where where it almost borders uh well not borders, but like right where like Ink Sack used to be and like I don't know, there's some there's some nice stores along there and then the further east you go, the more and yeah, more like, and more right, yeah, yeah, yeah. janky it gets. And then Fairfax is straight up just like fucking the odd future kids just like lining up like and it's not even the people who are like wearing Supreme that are in line. It's like they're paying all the fools to just stand in line for him. To buy so it's it to resell. Yeah, it's like this mishmash of like almost homeless looking people uh -huh. just stacked up in line. And on a Thursday outside of Supreme, it's embarrassing. It's wild. Yeah, it's fucked up. Um, but Fairfax does have, you know, you're saying my favorite restaurants, Cantor's, hands down. Oh, wow. Like, I fuck with Cantor's so So hard. it's funny because people either fuck with Cantor's or they don't, and I really don't. Really? Yeah. Sorry. So, I know I'm Jewish. I think it's just like the the vibe of Cantor's and maybe the memories it brings me back of like, you know, driving up here and like doing the comedy store potluck on Sundays and Mondays. And then afterwards we would all go to Cantor's. No, at, like, I fuck with that morning. vibe. I fuck with that vibe. And I just I, think like, I don't know, just like the kind of grittiness and like, yeah, it's the like history. Yeah, it just gives me memories. So, like, a fuck with some matzo ball soup and a fucking... No, no, no. I get beef. that. I get that. And there's nowhere that you can get that at 3 or 4 in the morning, you know, 2 yeah. or 3 in the morning, other than Cantor's. I so. mean, you could say Greenblatt's, but, like... I close that, too. Greenblatt's is whatever. It's, like... Greenblatt's, I think... I think Greenblatt's is... The, the pastrami is arguably better than Cantor's. I mean, I wouldn't doubt you in that. Have you ever been to Langer's? Uh, is that on... Is that in Beverly Hills? It's in no, it's downtown. I don't think I've been to Langer's. No. It's a it's across from MacArthur Park. If you're ever downtown, mm -hmm. it closes at four p.m. It's like that's the that's arguably one of the best sandwiches. The in The most America. Jewish thing ever. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Close at four. Yeah. Close at four p.m. Uh, there's a parking lot. It's really really good. Uh, but talking about Fairfax, like there are so many good restaurants along the Strip. Like when you think about it, John and Vitti's, Bodmash. Prime pizza I had last night is pretty good. The cookies are incredible. Uh, Kofax, breakfast burrito. Then on the other side, you got Cantor's. You got that Schwartz Bakery, which uh, the schnitzel is okay. And they've got some baked goods. Uh, Animal. Um, there's a Middle Eastern place that used to be up on Fairfax that Justine Marino brought me to once. I forget the name of it. Just Falafel or something? Or Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But Fairfax is is great, and and Family Fest was great. Okay, so you've been living in LA for seven, eight years. Six or seven. Six, yeah. seven years. Pardon me. If you had to name your five favorite spots to eat, obviously Cantor's is on that list. Yeah, yeah. What What are some of your other hitters that you love to eat at? 
So. And this is anything. I don't care if it because there's this place like I'm I'm learning about spots all the time. So. Okay. So, I mean, it's I don't know if I should be embarrassed by this list or what. But no, so, no, no. So like, I don't know if they're my favorite, but I say the places that I like the most. So some of my favorites are. Musso and Frank's. Musso and Frank's. I've never been. So I just. I've never fucking been. Bro. Like I used to always like the Smokehouse. Okay. In Burbank. So and you like the classic spots, Cantor's, Musso and Frank's. Yeah, it's something about just like that old school kind of like take you to another time. Uh huh. But then like once I went to Musso and Frank's, I was like, oh, the Smokehouse is not as dope as Musso and Frank's. Uh, okay, so Musso and Frank's is a barbecue spot. No, old school steakhouse. Okay. You know, the, Bar, you know the waiters in the jackets, and it's like in Hollywood. Service. Yeah, right. It's in the fucking hood of Hollywood. You know, I, like I, on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, I would walk by it all the time and drive by it, and then I like went. I was like, "Fuck it," you know. It's been here a hundred years. Like something's got to be good about it. Is it expensive? Yeah, it's like you know, like seventy bucks. For yeah, it's like that. that that's thing, yeah, know? that's pretty. Expensive. It's like an event place. Like yeah. you're really, you know, not like a casual place. But um, have you been to Lowry's? Yeah, but like to me, that's a chain. You know, it's yeah. just kind of like it's good, but it's like not, the prime rib. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's not. It's not really not that good. It's you know like it's more about go, the experience. Like, yeah, but, but there's I've been to Lowry's other places. You so know? is Musso and Frank's better than Lowry's? Yeah, because it's like there's one Musso and Frank's. Okay, it's old school. It's okay. got the history. Okay, you know, Lowry's is fucking seasoning salt. No, I know. You know, I know. But um, as a Canadian, you come here and you're like, Lowry's. Got to go to Lowry's. Get some prime rib. Or yeah, at least it's like wh- going to I've Guy Fieri's restaurant. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been twice. I've been twice. Um, okay, so Cantor's, Musso and Frank's. Cantor's, Musso and Frank's. Um, but f- favorite Mexican? I really like La Escuela. Ooh, on Beverly. On Beverly. Love that. It's just like a little interesting place. They got like a fucking. Did you get the hard taco? The hard, the pickle and cheddar taco. Yeah, yeah. This is fucking just something interesting, different. Mm-hmm. Um, I fuck with the taco truck on like, is it on uh, Olympic and La Brea, La Brea in the gas station parking lot? Yeah. They're El Pastor next right level. Right across from Top Round. Yeah. Top Round right Roast there. Beef. I've never been there, but I always, because I, I fuck with roast beef like French dips. That place is French fire. Dips. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um... So what do I got so far? Musso and Frank's. Uh, Escuela. Escuela. Canters. Canters. Um, we should have one more. I like, I mean, this isn't really a restaurant, but like I fucking fuck with the turkey sandwich at Gelson's. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. I mean, fuck eight yeah. bucks, you get a fat ass turkey sandwich. It's like <laughs> I get one of those once a week. Hell yeah. Okay. Go to Gelson's turkey sandwich. Okay. I like uh, Uncle Polly's and I like Larchmont wine and cheese. Oh, Larchmont was on my list too. Okay, hell yeah. Fuck with Larchmont hard. Hard. Yeah. yeah. Anybody who doesn't know Larchmont wine and cheese, people are like, it's not over the top. It's not like like stacked crazy like anything. It's just a really good, simple. Well, because they use good sandwich. turkey. It's not just like, you know, Boar's Head is good. But it's like they're like roasting a fucking turkey and they're shaving the meat off for you right there. And they're getting fresh baguette. The baguette. Just everything. Just yeah. Everything they do is just like real simple, which is the best food, I feel. Like their sandwiches are easy. You know, it's like they're like kind of Thousand Island sun-dried tomatoes spread, uh, oil, vinegar, arugula, Rubula, fucking meat. Ham. Yeah. Done deal. Boom. On a fresh baguette. Um, I like the salami, the soprasada, and I like the turkey, and oh. I also like the jambon. And I also like the uh, I like it all. Oh, the tuna apparently is good. Yeah, that's what my girl guessed. Oh, okay, 
let's see, I'll, I'll fuck with this. I'll get a half turkey and then half salami. So then I'm, I get a full, but I get two different. Wow. Products. I didn't know you could do that. Oh, yeah. Wow. Veteran move. Okay. Okay. I like that. That's a very solid list. Thanks. And there's Mousse on Franks is the only one that I need to go to, but I really do need to go to. Uh, okay. Five favorite comedy clubs in the country. And this is something that this is new that I'm doing with comedians. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, obviously, this is a, this is a tough question, yeah. you know, but your five favorite comedy clubs that you've performed at in, uh, well, so we'll, we'll say we'll call it North America. Well, okay. Well, so, you know, I only ever performed outside the country once and it was one night in Canada and it was for the work tour. Fuck and yeah. It was at like whatever the Toronto big amphitheater is. Okay. Yeah. 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 Ma- Maple something. Or yeah. 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 Molson amphitheater. Molson amphitheater. Uh-huh. Yeah. I wasn't performing at the amphitheater, like in the parking lot of it, you know, cause warp tour, it's like little tents and shit. Yeah. 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 Um, but I say my five favorite comedy clubs are, you know, the Hollywood Improv. Okay. Hands down. Yeah. I'd say all the improvs because they've just given me so much love and that's Fuck where yeah. I started. And, you know, like when I started, like all I wanted to do was like, oh, I want to like host at the improv. Like that would be so cool if I could get to that. And then you host and then you feature and then you start headlining and then you do weekends. And they've yeah. just been like so cool to me. So I'd say Hollywood improv um, in New York, you know. I like stand-up New York a lot because they give me a lot of love. Hell yeah. It's a small little uptown. little club uptown. That's great. Um, it's, a gr- it's all about the room. Yeah. It's all about the room. I don't know. It's hard to say because it's like my favorite clubs like, are probably the ones that work me the most, but just that I've performed at. I would just say, like, any of the improvs are good. Yeah. The San Jose improv is beautiful, like this old 100-year-old theater, two stories. I've never been there. I've heard about it, but it's, like, holds 700 or whatever. Yeah, it holds, like, 500 people. There's a, a beautiful balcony section. Uh, it's got a lot of, like, Houdini performed there back in the day. Wow. Like, 20 people died there in an earthquake in 1920. Jesus Christ. So it's got, like, crazy history. history. It's got this huge, amazing green room. So Hollywood Improv. Have you ever been to Have you ever been to Denver? I've done the Denver Improv. I've never done Comedy Works, and everybody just says like that's where it's at. Yeah, no, I've done the Denver Improv too. It's like just like outside of the city a little bit. Yeah, it's good. It's just like I remember the rocks on the wall weren't brick. They were like, (laughs) like it looked like a nice swimming pool, you know. Uh, Yeah, no. um, Comedy Works is one of my fave. Um, What else? What about the Comedy Store? Comedy Store is a I mean, amazing, legendary, you know, and it's crazy to see the change from like, you know, when I first moved to L.A. and the comedy store was like out of the three clubs, it was number three. It was was not popping. It was not popping. And the Booker Tommy would like play these fucking wild mind games with you. And, you know, Saturday Night Main Room would be like a bringer show with like 40 people in the crowd. And like I remember one time I went there to kick with my friend who was a door guy and he's like, come come smoke weed in the day. So I went over there at like one o'clock to smoke a joint, and he's like, "Dude, we have this problem. We can't get this homeless person out of the belly room." It's like, what? Like, <sighs> how? That, those were the problems they were having back then. I remember the four, the four set I ever did was in two thousand and nine at the belly room, or sorry, in the in the OR on Potluck, and there was maybe eight people there. Yeah, eight. Dude, it was Sunday, Monday Potluck, and it would be like yeah, Sunday and Monday. It it was you know it was crazy, and there was this one dude. Maybe I don't know if he still goes there. Robert William Apravaya. And so he's this old man, and he wore this green suit. Oh, my and God. He, of course. And Tommy put him on every night at, at the 2 end. a.m. Yeah. 
And so like my first time there, you know, I had to wait to go on super late and there was nobody in the comedy store. And I see this like all the way down the hall, this like old man in a dirty green suit, like just like. kind of peeks out around the corner and then hides. And I swear <laughs> I saw a fucking ghost. Yeah. I was like, what is he, that? And then he, I saw him on stage and you just kind of like, I'm there ranting. I'm talking to some crazy yeah. shit. You can't understand anything he's no. saying. But that's what's cool about the comedy store, the legends. Boon Shakalaka, one Boon of my Shakalaka. favorite <laughs> people. The Ding Dong show is great. Street legend. Boon Shakalaka, if you don't know who he is, he's like this arguably could be homeless, could be not. He tells you he's not, but I think he kind of is. And uh, he's just been going to the comedy store for like 30 years. And like girls have like broken up with me because I'll be driving down the street somewhere and Boon Shakalaka will be pushing like a shop cart full of weird <laughs> shit. And I'll pull over and be like, Boone, what's up, dog? And they're like, why are you talking to that guy? I go, that's my friend. They go, that's your friend? I'm like, yeah, he's my homie. And he'll give me like a shirt or a record or <laughs> yeah, something Yeah, he's selling a shirt. It is kind of interesting to see what, like, how much ownership is, in, like, means to a comedy club. Like, for example, what uh, Emily and Adam did, you know, and the new management. Revamped it. Revamped Gave it. Gave some structure. Dude, New York Comedy Club. Oh, yeah. Do you remember, like, it back in the day? I do remember it back in the day, and it was like, they there was a, I think it was a sign in front of the club, because we're the Walmart of comedy. It, it it was disgusting. You couldn't even go to the bathroom. As a guy, you could not, like, it was, it, I literally remember, I was like, I can't even do this. And Amy fucking revamped that whole Amy system. and Emilio, dude, they got yeah. two locations, and that's where Heavy Sets is in New York, which I'm so happy about. Uh... So, uh, yeah, it, it, it's funny. There's like two ends of the spectrum. There are other like sleazy, like weird people that are trying to take advantage of you or they're like these kind, welcoming people for the art that just want to see people flourish. And like, it, I, it's just. Well, I'd say it's also, you know, when like maybe failed comedians open comedy places or run them, then they're not as good because they don't have the best intentions in mind sometimes exactly. maybe you think like i'll open my own club and i'll give myself lots of stage time and, and run it the way i want and i was like maybe that's not like the best way yeah to do it like, when your intentions let, when your intentions aren't pure it's it's, it's yeah always like let creativity flourish and let you know let, let creativity flourish i agree mm -hmm. and uh on that note um one last thing i wanted to talk about pizza just freaked out there a little bit um did you see bill burr special I watched the first 10 minutes of it. Oh, wow. You didn't watch the whole thing? Didn't watch the whole thing. What'd you think? I mean, I love Bill Burr, you know? And I yeah. Think, I think it's... I'd heard him do, you know, that first 10 minutes around town. And, uh, like, when I watched it, I was like, it seems like Bill Burr is doing a Bill Burr impression. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, no, that's Bill that's Burr. That's just Bill Burr. You know? And I think he's great. And I'm lucky that I get to see him, like work out yeah it's crazy in. yeah he's it's good nuts. it's awesome i did watch Chappelle's new special and loved it loved it you watched the whole thing the whole thing yeah, yeah i think yeah. it's you know you think it was better than oh so you killing him softly than this one well what i what i thought was so interesting about how Chappelle's special went was what he opened with because i'm like you know anthony bourdain is like my oh yeah like i think he's like you know i like read his books i you know. i love bourdain too so but I love that fucking joke. I love that <laughs> joke. I was mind blown. I was literally mind blown. I was mind blown. So if you haven't seen Chappelle's special or Bill Burr's, uh, check it out. Grant is all over the place. Uh, he's all over the country. He's traveling. He's on the move. Check him out. There's uh, 
easiest way is probably just on check out my website grantcotter.com got Grant, my dates grantcotter.com check out uh, his instagram as well grant cotter or is it i am grant cotter no just grant just grant cotter, cotter. um and you know just continue to flourish out there i don't know what to say i hope y'all enjoyed this conversation i'm really happy you came on yeah thanks for having me and also you know one more shout out to lifehouse tonics and elixirs tonic and elixirs two locations (laughs) it'll help you lose weight and fucking it's always good to tell someone you're drinking an elixir (laughs) exactly which i have no fucking idea what it actually is but it makes me feel good and uh keeps me regular (laughs) on that note Keep keep yourself regular. Stay flourishing. Thanks for listening. God bless. Over and out. One time.